0: gonna be a wild one grant
1: oh is it i am pumped lit and ready to get wild whoa did mark just open a can of pop it is a can of pop (laughs) i knew it there's no way mark buys beer that's sold in metal cans what
0: most of the beer that i drink is in metal cans
1: really really yeah. Oh, I just, like, don't assume that you drink beer very often. Well, so. I
0: don't, but the last beer that I purchased was in a metal can.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
0: I feel like most, like... It, it doesn't make a difference to me.
1: beer tends to be in metal cans. But at the same time,
0: other, like, you know, local breweries often do cans because I think a, the a canning process is much simpler than a bottling process.
1: I'm going to disagree with you. Or not, but that's not necessarily okay.
0: simpler, but I think that my understanding is that to do canning at scale is cheaper than doing bottling at scale. Yes, at a so, large
1: scale, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So depending on the scale of the brewery, and a lot of breweries around here are like mid-scale breweries, so they've had the capital uh, to like have yeah. canning processes, but like moving up to like large-scale bottling is crazy when i toured lining kugels last year i saw their whole bottling process and it's wild
1: (laughs) yeah well like just the the i don't want to say raw materials but like the buying glass bottles versus aluminum (laughs) yeah Yeah. like the equipment is a lot you can do it a lot cheaper in terms of equipment wise i think but like just the per per unit the Mm -hmm. bottles are drastically more expensive than cans sure um but like canning equipment there's no like cheap way to get into it it's like you have to go straight to like the expensive canning equipment yeah yeah but yeah no this is a sprite ginger okay ooh ginger i i love ginger and pop like yeah. it's so wonderful well i, I was like-
0: i was looking for ginger ale but i wasn't feeling mm-hmm. cheap ginger ale so i went cheaper and got sprite ginger <laughs> Because like, well, it's not ginger ale. Sprite is good. And they'll just toss in a little bit of ginger. It's a very, it's a very small amount of ginger. It tastes mostly like Sprite.
1: (laughs) Do you like a strong like ginger flavor? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had like a strong ginger soda?
0: Yeah, like a, like a proper like ginger beer that you get in like, especially like, I I will just say generally uh, ethnic restaurants. Sure. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think growing up, I was hesitant about such things because I was a big baby, and when you're like twelve or thirteen, a can of pop typically to most kids is easier to handle. Mm-hmm. But once I got a bit older and I kind of moved my way up, I can I like uh, really spicy, heavy ginger mm-hmm. uh, yeah. ginger sodas of different varieties. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of depends. You know, if if I'm sitting down, it's like a a drink that I want to have with like popcorn to watch a movie. Then um, I prefer probably a cheaper ginger ale. Okay. Because yeah. then it's just you know cheap. I don't have to. I don't have to like think about enjoying it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Um,
1: I like growing up. I always loved ginger ale. Um, but I didn't. I didn't even know that there was like an alternative, like a a real, like spicy, sharp ginger type soda Mm -hmm. until I went to Tanzania and like one of their popular sodas is like this, like smack you in the face with ginger type soda. And Jesus, that stuff was delicious. Yeah. And like coming back after that trip, I was like, how do I find something like this? And it took until I was like, oh yeah, ginger beer, like, oh, delicious.
0: I was aware of it existing because for a short period of time, I was probably, I was in elementary school, early middle school, and my dad a few times purchased at bulk Blenheim ginger ale, Hmm. which I highly recommend, but they have a specifically, like they have ginger ale and then they have their actual standard spicy ginger ale, which is like, I could not, handle like it is it is different from based on my memory at least i think i've had i think we got it again several years ago and i had it then um but it's a different kind of spiciness than like your heavy ginger beer ginger drink
1: Hmm.
0: like there's something extra added to it beyond just the ginger that make gives it like an extra kick Hmm. like that that'll clear your nose up like heavy mustard will
1: (laughs) oh that might be a bit much
0: (laughs) it's really good
1: beverage it's it sounds good but like for when i'm drinking a beverage like that i don't know if it's i'm sure i could find a time in my life for it though
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's just really expensive
1: (laughs) yeah i've been toying with the idea of making my own ginger beer sometime here Mm. um because like, my my sauerkraut's all ready to roll and kinda out of out of my fermentation station, um so I'm looking for something else to pop in there, so hey listeners if you if you want to hear about my ginger beer adventures uh if I get enough positive feedback from all y'all, maybe I'll start making some ginger beer, see how that turns out
0: i yeah we are, I definitely told you my dad's ginger ale story, uh so you'll do better than
1: him. I hope I will.
0: I think you will. You'll at least know to get the correct ingredients and not arbitrarily substitute different ones. Yeah. So. Yes,
1: I've I've learned that a lot. Yeah. Some things arbitrary substitutions are just fine, some places they are not. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh, I'm sleepy. Why are you so sleepy, Mark?
0: I stayed up real late last night.
1: Oh, baby Mark stayed up too late and now he needs a nappy nap.
0: I don't take naps. I just am tired for most of the day.
1: (laughs) I don't get that. If I'm tired, I'm taking a nap. I just, I
0: can't. Like, I physically can't. We've talked about this. I I I I cannot nap unless I am on, like, sub three hours of sleep.
1: It's one of those things I just, like, don't understand. Like, last night, I went to bed kind of late and I woke up at, like, 630 today ate breakfast, like, started my day, and at around, like, 7.30, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm feeling kind of tired. So, I went to bed, and I took, like, an hour and a half nap, and then I woke up, and I was like, perfect, now I'm ready to roll. Uh,
0: body, body physiology is not the same <sighs> for everyone, Grant.
1: Jeez. I I feel really bad for you, because it's, like, such a wonderful part of my life, and, like, it there's just, I don't but know.
0: I don't know. I, I feel differently. I have, like, I don't feel bad for me not being able to nap. Like, I'm have been used to it for almost 24 yeah. years at this point. Um, it's nothing new to me. Like, I'm not so tired that it's problematic. I just, you know, I'm a little sleepy. And mm. most of the time, I'm not. And it seems like people who uh, habitually take naps seem to be more sleepy more often. And I'm not saying mm. that it is like, mm. uh, that's just my experience. But in either case, I think that there's something in, like, the way that I rationalize it in my mind is naps aren't even an option. I just, I need to find something else to do with my time. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would be uh, annoyed with myself if I took naps, Hmm. but that's just my own, like, because I don't take them, you know, it's not something that's uh, that I'm used to. And so the few times that I've taken naps over the years, it sucked (laughs) and it ruined the Mm -hmm. rest of my
1: day. Yeah. So. I feel like for me, when I take naps, it's because I recognize that like, I'm not going to use the time or like, I won't be able to use the time any, in any better manner because I'm so sleepy and Mm -hmm. thus like sacrificing an hour of my time will allow me to use the next hour efficiently rather than having two hours of just wasted time of doing crap while half asleep. Mm Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, so, I, I can't disagree with that, but I just yeah. never it's feel like I have the option on the table.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how we live slightly different lives in that way. Yeah,
0: but I but I want to tell you why I was up late.
1: Ooh, why were you up late? Were you? I was ooh, going can to, I guess? Oh
0: yeah, please do. I'll be amazed if you guess somehow.
1: <laughs> can I? <laughs> can you give me?
0: Uh, I just want to see what your first thought is, and then maybe I'll give you a hint based on your
1: guess. (laughs) I was going to say, I wanted to make one ridiculous guess, and then one vaguely realistic guess. Yeah, sure, we have time. Okay, ridiculous guess is that um, you became part of an unnamed three-letter agency, and there were assassins after you, and you had to stay out extra late- to make sure that no one followed you home. So mm. you got to bed really late. Mm. Close. Um, is that actually close? You're saying that sarcastically.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Grant? <laughs> oh, I am your close. Own judgment. I, I can sense
1: it. <laughs> okay. More realistic guess is that um, you got engrossed in a project that you became surprisingly excited about and you just couldn't stop working on it.
0: Hmm. So uh, the downside to your second guess is that it's uh, I would say more general than the first one. Yes. And of course it, the second guess is actually correct, but not not totally correct.
1: Yeah. That was the whole point it, of the second it guess. Wasn't Make it wasn't necessarily broad that I, couldn't be wrong.
0: I wouldn't say that it was something that I was excited by.
1: Mm.
0: It was something that I couldn't let go of.
1: Okay, I think I'm. My guess was wrong based on that description. Yeah, but now I want to hear. About but it was it a project. So the,
0: the short version, um, because the the technical part of this is something that I have slated to talk about on OHAC in a week. Oh, and also, you wouldn't be that interested. Are you you want okay. no, you wouldn't be interested no, in like sense. the technical parts of it.
1: That's good then. Uh,
0: but the, this part that you would be interested in is that. I was attempting to totally legally obtain a copy of the despecialized version of Star Wars. Have you heard of this before?
1: Um, like I know I've heard all these words, but I don't actually know what they mean because I've never actually like I know I've heard someone say the despecialized version of Star Wars. Have you heard of these
0: special editions?
1: Aren't those just like the ones that are out? Or am I? Yeah, those are the
0: only things that you can. That you can buy from Disney or whatever. It is the stuff that came out in the the late 90s. George Lucas redid all three episodes and just added a bunch of special effects and stuff. Or actually, I think it was maybe the early 2000s. So this was like his reaction to the prequels was like, ooh, I really nailed it on those prequels. I love all the random stuff on the screen and we have computer graphics. So I'm just going to throw that everywhere. In the original trilogy,
1: yeah, it's where he added in all of like the CGI, like space alien creatures yeah, and stuff, and
0: recolored things as well to make it mm-hmm. match the like you know Aesthetics. moody theme of the prequels. Yeah. And so, the despecialized versions are precisely that. It is a fan project of trying to mm. uh, despecialize everything and give you something mm. that is like story-wise and what's on the screen very close to the original release as much as possible yeah three years ago was my first attempt at trying to obtain this and i failed and i tried again a year ago and i failed and last night i was getting ready to go to bed and i was listening to i just kind of randomly downloaded an old podcast to listen to Mm-hmm. um and the first thing that they were talking about was debating the despecialized versions versus another um similar type of project um, uh, but with a slightly different focus and then it got in my head and i was like god i have failed thrice or at least twice maybe i've tried it three times before but at least twice that i can definitely remember in trying to jump through all the hoops necessary to obtain this piece of media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And last night I just told myself, you know what? <laughs> Screw Monday. I'm just going to do this. And so I was up to like, I don't know, quarter to one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But I did it. <laughs> and I was watching it prior to us recording, and I'm going to finish it uh, when we are done <laughs> recording.
1: Okay. What?
0: <laughs> so this is this is the other thing. As I've been watching it, I've realized that I'm pretty sure that I've never watched the original Star Wars movie like all the way through.
1: Wait, really?
0: I recognize scenes, there're things that I'm like, oh, I probably probably saw that at some point, but there are lots of things that I'm like, oh yeah. Like I knew that this is a thing, but I don't I don't think I've ever actually watched it in context mm-hmm. in the movie i don't think i've ever seen it all the way through at least not okay. in the way that i in a way that i remember and especially now that i i just finished um, watching the clone wars mm-hmm. on disney plus and Wait,
1: you it, you already finished yeah i feel like last time we talked you wow way to go
0: yeah well last time we talked i was more than halfway through Okay. Like I finished them um, on Saturday. Okay. I think. Yeah, on Saturday.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. But in either case, I've just been more engrossed in Star Wars stuff over the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. and just reading various things, and so it's just like interesting. It's made me notice more things. Like I've I've absorbed way more Star Wars stuff over the past few years, especially with the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. and hearing people complain about it for, in various ways and talking mm-hmm. about stuff from the original trilogy. And I just, like, I know that I've seen Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but, like, I just, I've never seen them a lot. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a very strong knowledge of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting going back and watching this, especially the despecialized version. Um, It's just been enjoyable. That's all.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm tired.
1: Interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of files to download
1: <laughs> yeah i i'll maybe listen to ohack if i want to answer all the questions that i have about this because i feel like they're technical I can questions also,
0: i can always just I mean, we can talk about it i don't actually care or we can talk about it after we're done recording it doesn't matter to me
1: i feel like i'm gonna get myself into like a question hole of like i ask things and then i notice that like oh actually wait that's not the answer that i or like like I ask a question that notice that I the answer entails more than I was capable or interested in understanding. It's your call, Grant.
0: I am ambivalent.
1: Well, we'll just keep rolling here. How about All that? Right. And we can circle back afterwards if I'm feeling especially Star Wars. We, we never circle back. <laughs> we sometimes <laughs> circle back when I make a note of it on the paper next to me. Okay.
0: Am I reading a comic, then?
1: Well, I think so. Okay. I am first. Okay.
0: We have Baldo by Hector D. Cantu and Carlos Castellanos. Um, We have a young girl and a man, presumably her father. Um, They are sitting on a couch in front of a TV um looking at the screen with some sort of surprise um there is notably some sort of cable box or dvd player on top of the tv i don't know how notable that actually is but um and the girl says i think we need to have that talk to explain how bad stuff happens in the world and the father says you're right gracie uh carmen sometimes tv shows get canceled uh, the man says to uh, um oh, uh, an older woman sitting next to him and the younger girl gracie says you'll be okay tia mm, so maybe aunt and uncle yeah yeah
1: i think so oh well
0: okay are we talking about firefly
1: no, but we can
0: actually. <laughs> Have you watched Firefly? Oh, like four, three, or four times?
1: Okay, it's Is one it... of the
0: very few shows I've rewatched.
1: <laughs> Is it something that I should watch? Oh
0: yeah, like it's totally okay. worth it.
1: Okay, it's like I've... it's like
0: uh, kind of like Star Wars E plus a uh, Western.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I've I've heard people like mention it so often because it's become almost like somewhat of a trope because of Mm -hmm. multiple reasons i'm sure yeah but i've never actually like put in the work of like oh yeah should i watch this like how what will it take for me to watch this and actually like sitting down and doing it yeah Um,
0: it's totally worth your time
1: okay okay
0: that is my judgment
1: okay i can i i respect your judgment so i'll i'll take it into consideration okay um But I was going to do, or what I was going to do, was give you kind of two options on what direction you wanted to take this. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go a um, more surface-level, consumerist-type conversation, or do you want to go for a more abstract, no, I don't think I can call this existential conversation, but... I'll give you two options, and I'll describe them in such a vague way that you have no idea what either of them means. Please choose one.
0: I don't know. Let's just go for option one. I'm curious what if you can even make a, dis- a distinction between what you have in mind.
1: Okay. So, Mark, do you have any TV shows from, like, growing up or young adulthood or just really any TV shows in general that you really enjoyed watching the first time, and you just, like, they're just kind of ingrained in you, and you really enjoy them and wish others shared your passion for them or like watch them how you did
0: well we have discussed this i brought it up last year which would be spongebob
1: yes we have discussed Um, this
0: so that is the absolute number one answer of a show that i watched as a kid and still to me just holds up so well Mm mm-hmm uh, especially compared to, uh, like, you know, when I would watch, like, Disney Channel originals with my sisters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So uh, I'm trying to think of the order in which I would have watched some of these. That's So Raven when I was much younger. <laughs> um, I definitely watched most of Hannah Montana when that was out. Yep. I'm trying to think of what others. I guess there's also the Nickelodeon one, so Drake and Josh and... Oh, Drake um, and Josh. Yeah, things like that. But I,
1: like, I very vaguely know what any of these shows are, I'm going to be honest.
0: That's fine. Um, but I think for me, a lot of the live action ones just don't, like, they wouldn't hold up. I would not be interested in them because they're so focused on, like, the things that a 14-year-old is focused on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And it just wouldn't be that interesting. But, like, shows like SpongeBob shaped my sense of humor so much. That, mm-hmm. like, they continue to be very just hilarious to me. And that's that's probably the biggest thing, Are the ones that are just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, in middle school, I was lucky enough to, uh, when ABC Family would wa- would play reruns of Who's Line, um, as we mentioned last week, mm-hmm. I think, maybe it was, or two weeks mm-hmm. ago, I don't remember. Um, but I would have those recorded on our DVR. And I'd watch those or I, or I'd sneak up, stay out, stay up late to watch them. So those are two that come to mind. Trying to think, but yeah, nothing else. Like, like there are ones that I still enjoy, you know, um, like ones that my dad introduced me to, you know, like the good ones. So Looney Tunes, the original set of Mm -hmm. Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, my dad really likes the three stooges. I, I'm a bit like meh on them. I, like there, there are some funny bits, but it's not quite my thing. Like it is his. Uh huh. Um. But yeah. So those are the things that come to mind. I think.
1: Three Stooges. I like. I don't think I've actually watched much of the, like, for real Three Stooges. No. But I know enough about it that this was like months ago. A coworker of mine made a joke about how like doing like trying to fix things with another coworker is like being a part of the three stooges in real life mm-hmm. and it was just like so real that in that moment like in a very like somewhat professional setting while trying to solve a very real and like serious problem i just lost it yeah <laughs> it was one of the least professional moments of my time <laughs> within the past six <laughs> months i would say uh. like Where you're just like struggling with a really hard problem and people are getting frustrated, and then someone whispers something to you, and you just like are trying your hardest to not laugh, but you can't.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's great.
1: Uh, Yeah, I
0: don't know. How about you? I feel like I have no grasp on if you even watch TV as a kid.
1: So, what kind of got me thinking about this wasn't really as a kid, but more like, I don't know, if you come middle school as a kid. Like kind of middle school to early high school era grant. Um one of the shows that like I always watched was Chuck. Which I don't think I've
0: ever heard of the show.
1: Pretty sure, yeah. It's one of those shows like it was on for long enough that it wasn't like a one off or a two off show. Um but like I can mention it in people like you who are quite well cultured. Don't even have oh, any is? concept oh, okay. for no,
0: it. okay, I, no, I was just... I didn't think that it was this show. Of course, yeah, I've heard of Chuck. I just, like... It wasn't even in my head as, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chuck? Or, um, or, wait, am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, this is the thing. Because my sister watched Levi? it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I definitely, like, only knew of, like, this... I don't know in my head like I'm seeing when it ran but I'm pretty sure that I only ever heard of it when it was put on like Netflix or something and then it was talked about mm-hmm. and so I just assumed that it was like a show made by Netflix or something or that wasn't you know from 2007 to 2012 which is when it ran yeah hmm. interesting yeah, yeah I, I know the show I've seen a handful of episodes
1: okay yeah, Chuck's a show that, like, I watched when it was on, and of all the TV shows hand down, it's the one that I have watched the most times. Hmm. Um, Like, I'll, I'll watch all the way through it every couple of years at least. Sure. And it's just, I don't know, It's it's interesting for me as, like, an adult now to rewatch it and to kind of like see all the ways that I connected with it and like why I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but also like be able to enjoy it in like somewhat a different way too now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of what got me on this idea and topic because I, I just started kind of rewatching Chuck over this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was, I finished a show and I was trying to decide on what, what show i was going to start next and i was like yo i'm gonna go back to chuck because i got some stuff i gotta do and i just need some background tv Mm -hmm. and then i fell into the trap of trying to watch it as background tv and i can't because i'm too emotionally invested
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting like the different types of media that can i like the ones that i mentioned and the ones that immediately came to mind are ones that like, continue to connect at the exact same level, which is just, like, they're funny. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the only thing that changes is that I can pick up on more subtle nuances in the humor or just, like, process a bit more of what's being said. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still hitting the same thing as opposed to, so this is what, when you said Chuck, and I finally remembered what it was. A show that defined a few years of my life, and, and both my dad and my older sisters, was 24. Oh. We uh, we would uh, rent it by the season at the local Hollywood video.
1: Oh, I and, remember those days.
0: And just crank through them, and then finally it came back on TV, and I think we watched two seasons of it on TV. Mm-hmm. It was like every Monday night, you know? Um, mm mm-hmm dvr it and watch it like an hour later so uh, that was something that was very like something that we were all very into then but i don't think i'd ever go back and watch it now hmm. i'm sure that'd be a fine show but like i have absolutely no desire it just does not actually connect with me mm-hmm. um so th- that's another type of just like one that I definitely very thoroughly enjoyed then, but just am not inter- interested in now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I can't say that there are any like. I, I mean, when I was a younger kid, I just didn't watch things with a sort of ongoing plot <laughs> that you could follow. Mm-hmm. I probably I probably didn't watch anything like that till very late in high school. Really? Um, yeah, I just. Didn't, well, first of all, throughout most of high school, I just didn't watch much normal TV that I can remember. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing is sticking out to me as a thing that I watched. It wasn't until I was in college and um, I had Netflix that I started watching some actual TV shows on Netflix um and would get into those like i remember watching house of cards i watched like everything that they had the first three seasons at that time Mm. over spring break when i was stuck in the dorm there's stuff like that but yeah i don't know i just don't remember watching much tv in high school
1: i feel like i'm in one of those situations right now where like i just like always assumed that everyone had the same experience as me Mm -hmm. but like now i'm noticing that was a foolish thing to think. Like, obviously, people would have different experiences than you in this type of uh, like circumstance, or like in this like realm of their life. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm sure if I asked like my dad, he'd be able to come up with some random things that we w- that we watched. But yeah, like I just can't remember that much, and because uh, so, you know most most especially like you know April through October, it's just baseball on every night. Hmm. Um so there's always that and other than that I mean I read a lot in high school nerd yep um but also those are the things that you know those are those were the replacements of TV shows that still connect with me on different levels moving forward are certain <laughs> books that I read for the first time in middle school when they were just at the edge of what I could handle Mm -hmm. And then I would go back and reread them a few times and pick up new things. So, like, Mm. the two main ones um, from middle school are To Kill a Mockingbird and Fahrenheit 451. Mm. Where To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, I picked up on the main ideas going on there. Um, But, you know, there's a lot to that book. And And it can affect you in different ways depending on your age and your emotional maturity in general.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when I reread it later, you know, it impacted me a lot more. And Fahrenheit 451, I read it in eighth grade. And that was, I would say, a bit beyond my comprehension at the time, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. there were bits that I just didn't understand, like the the analogies or, or I guess, I don't know, just the descriptions of things. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't able to really get what they were trying to say. Like there's a whole scene near the beginning of the book where, um, God, what's the guy's name? Murtog or something like that? Is mm. that the main character? It sounds vaguely correct. I uh, look it up. Can't this is like a,
1: my summer reading book before starting college, so like all of it's kind of hazy. Guy Montag. I was close. Okay. Yes, Guy
0: Montag. Um, his wife like takes a bunch, basically like takes too many pills almost dies and then like some robotic service comes and pumps her stomach
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and like i was i did not get what was being said there yeah i, d- I did not understand that scene there are lots of things that i like just didn't quite get mm-hmm. um, and so when i reread it later it's like oh okay i i, c- I now have the life experience just kind of general knowledge to uh, get more of these things and I think that you know those are the things that I enjoy just like you know I'm sure that when you rewatch Chuck you see different things you pick up on more specific details and maybe there are mm-hmm. other things that you just you know you uh, look at in a different light now and a lot of books are that way for me because those are the things that I spent way more time on mm-hmm. so
1: yep <laughs> I don't know where to go from there.
0: Real nice grant.
1: Other than to awkwardly transition. I'm sorry. My transition game has been real weak recently. Because I feel like it's that time of the evening, but like, I'm not in like a transition-y sort of mood, you know?
0: Grease-fat filly
1: paper. Red hot chili peppers. Chili peppers? Wait, what? No. Bed sheet Philly paper. Wait. Yeah. Right?
0: Yes, yes, you are correct. I couldn't remember the first two Perfect. words, so I just sort of mumbled through them.
1: Bedcot something? I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's Bedcot. That's right. Bedcot Philly paper.
1: Bedcot Philly paper. The Gentleman's Armchair by Wes Hot-kiss, Hotchkiss. Yikes, that could have been slightly less bad than it was. Um,
0: could it have been.
1: Yeah, if I'd said it all right, it would have been slightly less bad. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, as I just said, this is what Mark brought for this week. Um, Hey, Mark, I haven't read through this yet. Am I... Will it be extra dumb if I describe the two characters in it as me and Mark? Or will that be okay? Go for
0: it. Go for it. I don't care. So there's two characters.
1: There's two characters in this comic laying on a grassy hill with a tree off to the side under the stars, and one is a a young blonde lad such as me, and the other looks enough dissimilar from me to be clearly distinguishable as Mark.
0: If we assume
1: that one's me and one's Mark. So, so I say to Mark, what's the point of all this Brad, Mark, <laughs> not Brad, Mark, what's the point of all this Mark drifting through the emptiness of space, scrambling to find meaning in our short, seemingly meaningless existence. We run from place to place, completing trivial tasks in the name of productivity. We spend our lives working for people who don't like? Pe- we spend our lives working for people we don't like, so we can buy things we don't need. I say while staring up at the moon. Innovation and originality are frowned upon, while mediocrity is rewarded. It all seems fairly pathetic when you think about it. Laying on the grass under the stars, Mark responds.
0: Dude that's it no more ted talks
1: (laughs) i think i think that worked actually a lot better than i was expecting maybe we'll
0: we'll have to start reading all of these like plays
1: (laughs) that worked way better than i would have ever imagined
0: (laughs) well i'm glad you enjoyed it good idea i just
1: just felt like i like vaguely looked like one of the characters so i just threw it in there (laughs)
0: Yeah, the only thing is that my guy's wearing pants instead of shorts, but yeah, can't win them all.
1: We can email the artist and have him release a second <laughs> version of the comic that fits our podcast better.
0: That's right, and we'll pay him an exposure.
1: <laughs> yes, we will.
0: Uh, so, my question is simple for you, Grant. Okay. <laughs> if you uh, only had one week to prepare a TED Talk, what would mm. you prepare it on?
1: Yikes. Big yikes. I don't know. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was... That sounded bad.
0: Well, I guess that's the episode, guys. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, okay. I... I really enjoy TED Talks, and I think they're very engaging at times. But I've not super recently like i've started to have a problem with them that makes them harder to watch oh i have a problem with them too but that's and so like keep going but it's hard for me to be like motivated to do one Mm -hmm. because i feel like ted talks so often take like some idea and give you a really cursory not even explanation of it just like almost example of it and then they abstract it to infinity to make some grander point which is never supported and doesn't really seem to fit with what the talk was about and like just doesn't really make that much sense Mm -hmm. and like they're they're really engaging it's a really engaging like medium and or media and format but like I don't know, when I've looked at it in, like, a somewhat critical lens, I just, like, don't enjoy it as much, Mm -hmm. and if I'm going to be making one of my own, I would be looking at examples in that sort of critical lens and, like, trying to look at my own talk that I was creating in that lens, and I just, like, don't even know if I could do it and be satisfied with the result, regardless of what that result ended up being.
0: Mm Mm-hmm um oh yeah i mean i i I get that that's obviously not the spirit of the question um i know but like i i totally get that i had to inform my mom um to be careful of the ted talks that she watches because most of the ted talks that are now out on the internet you know probably by several orders of magnitude are just tedx talks which means nothing like it's a it's a crapshoot whether like any given TEDx thing screens who's going to be Mm -hmm. or presenting in -hmm. any way. Um, it's like there's, I mean, like again, like you said, there's some that are just entertaining. Um, there are some that are actually good and informative and there are some that, you know, are like showing off or just, Hey, I told this story or this thing happened to me and therefore it represents all of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite was one called, I think it was TEDx Boulder, and oh, God, um, it like it was a good performance. It was called "Sounds of the Acoustic Guitar," and I was like, "All right, cool." You know, I'm I'm interested to see like what this person talks about, and it was like, no, he didn't say a single thing. He announced the two songs he was going to play, and then he played them, and they were very good. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were really cool pieces of music that he did. But he explained nothing. <laughs> you know, it was just like, ah, oh, you're you're a cool guy who plays an acoustic guitar um oh, in a non standard fashion.
1: That's the And if it was there's...
0: really cool, oh. but it was not informative. Yeah. I, I learned nothing. <laughs> Other than there is a person who actually plays guitar like August Rush.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally trashed the spirit of your question, but it's fine. Um, like, do you have something you'd want to give a TED talk about?
0: Well, that's not the, what the question was. It was, "What would you? What would you be able to prepare in a week?" That was the spirit of the question.
1: See, the problem with TED talks for me is, I feel like you could prepare anything for a week because you don't actually need to have that deep okay. of an understanding. If of you your needed to matter. give
0: a present, if you needed to present something. To a group of college sophomores and you had a week to prepare for it what would it be
1: it definitely wouldn't be my area of study or my career path okay it i would choose something not directly associated with either of those things fair enough because i would not be satisfied giving a talk or i i couldn't do it i couldn't like get out of the minutiae to give a ted style talk Mm -hmm. um it would probably be something vaguely related to life experiences that I've had. Um, but again, like, I feel like it would just be ungratifying in terms of like the actual payoff of the talk. I don't mm. know, like something about camping or backpacking or um, exposing yourself to difficult experiences or things out of your comfort zone or something along those lines but just like yeah i don't know Hmm. what about you
0: i feel the total opposite there's no way i would go up there and talk about my real life talk about like oh yes i i am a white guy from the midwest let me tell you about difficult life experiences um and taking chances in the world partially because i feel like I've, i've not done that and even if i had i still wouldn't feel like i'd have much to say i feel way more comfortable just talking about math or something like that Mm -hmm. way way safer way way more interesting it can be done it can be done well more easily Mm. and if i only have a week i'm not gonna like that week is way better spent coming over with with some cool activity to show people about mobius strips or whatever
1: okay Mm. see i feel like the exact reason why you poo poo that idea is why it could be done. Is because you can you can take it down the path of like the audience sitting there about to roll their eyes and then just like flip it on its head.
0: Yeah, but I have nothing to flip. I can't yeah. I can't find something to flip in a week. That's not gonna
1: happen. Oh see, that's just a difference between us. I'm much more okay. Yeah you're you're willing to lie. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, it's funny that you say that because like one of my favorite moments in a TED talk was someone telling a story and then being like, "Are you kidding me? That was a total lie. That never happened." Because <laughs> <laughs> like the whole audience was just like enamored with how like amazing this dude was, and he's like, mm-hmm. "No, that's total crap. That never happened." Like now yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk nice. about this fictional fictional situation that I made up. <laughs>
0: My favorite are TED Talks by magicians.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are pretty good often. Yes, they are. Poof.